Hey, what is going on everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb and we are kicking off our summer themed month coming off from the chick flick month. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, go back and let's do it. We had some pretty good episodes there, uh, but we're going to be talking about a weekend at Bernie's 2 today. But before we get to all that, uh, Caleb, what have you been watching? That's weekend at Bernie's Deuce. Get yourselves ready for that. Um, so yeah, it was the holiday weekend and I went ahead and burned through the um the Witcher had their five episodes um, that dropped. And what I love, I absolutely find it hilarious that Netflix is trying to play it off on being like oh, well, Stranger Things did the two-part release and it was so successful and it was so great with a cliffhanger that The Witcher decided to do the same thing. And it's like, no, you guys are doing it for money. Yeah. Shut up. Everybody knows. in there. And then it's going to be a month apart, so people have to get two months of subscription. <laughs> yeah, or they wait until both of them out, but, you know, you have to avoid spoilers and everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely stupid. On top of that being the clip, the quote unquote cliffhanger was really stupid. Like, it was terrible. It was, I mean, it was just basically the end of an episode. And so it was just like, okay, where I, I will admit this like, Stranger Things, Stranger Things cliffhanger was freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, that was just like mind explosion kind of like oh my gosh this is awesome like i'm so pumped for the next season or the next episodes when they release them this one was just kind of like okay cool yeah like li quite literally that was my reaction to it like i watched it and i was like that that was it that was that was the cliffhanger i was like okay <laughs> i don't um, know i've never watched the show it's a good show, and uh, the five episodes were good. Now, I will say this, because I think I said it before when I was watch, uh, when I've talked about the show before. I've not played any of the games, and I'm not very good with keeping up with the uh, character names. And it was so long since I watched the last season that I was really confused on who's who when they were talking about different characters. Okay. So if anybody is getting into it and you're like, oh, yeah, I watched season two, I should watch season three. It actually might not be a bad idea to rewatch season two before you watch season three, because I was having a hard time piecing things together. And I'm fairly confident that I didn't get all the details right. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, yeah, basically, basically, that's that's it. It was a good time, but. What about you? Oh, well, I finished up Kitchen Nightmares. Well, nothing really new to report there. Uh, I watched the latest Stone Cold Takes on America, and I wrote down this time what he did so I can remember. Um, he did, like, livestock herding with dogs. Oh, okay. Um, they border he did, collies? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh he did archery like professional archery shooting uh he did some racing and like these souped up cars 
and then at the end, like he celebrated a uh, three sixteen day. Yes. Yeah, at at like a the brewery that makes his beer that he has. I did not know he had a beer. Yeah, he has a an IPA called Broken Skull IPA. Apparently, I think you can only get it west of the Mississippi, so. Because he lives in Nevada now. Hmm. So, yeah, probably never have it then. Uh, and then I watched the WWE Most Wanted Treasures. They had like a history of women's wrestling kind of thing. So they sent Trish Stratus and Lita out to like find all the stuff for like these famous moments in women's wrestling. Hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And then I saw the, the there's another season of Cold Case Files. On Netflix, so I watched that. I watched the first two episodes, and they're pretty good. I think the first season is still the best one. Rock. And then, really, other than that, I watched Hoarders a couple times. I watched this eighties uh, horror movie called Extro, and that was really strange. <laughs> like I had a hard time getting through that because it was just so bizarre. Um, I actually had it on CD. Like a friend sent it to me, and the disc was just like so marked up that I was afraid to put it in my player. Mm. Yeah, I was afraid I was gonna blow a stylus watching it. But that's pretty much it for me. Um, so I mean, we can start weekend at Bernie's too. But you guys want to stick around to the end where we discuss our plans for weekend at Bernie's three. We have a couple funny ideas for that. And there was actually a proposed script, an official one, for Weekend at Bernie's 3, but I honestly think our plan was better. Rock. But yeah, let's do it. Weekend at Bernie's 2. It is from 1993 and is directed by Robert Klein. Uh, the plot is Larry and Richard use a voodoo revived corpse to track down hidden money to clear their names. Like, you couldn't just put that it was Bernie. I mean, it's called Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you had to say just revived corpse. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a different dead body. Nobody knew. Was a different Bernie Lomax. Maybe that's why he doesn't like deteriorated any. But, uh, so the cast we got Agent McCarthy as Larry Wilson, Jonathan Silverman as Richard Parker, Terry Kaiser as Bernie Lomax, Troy Byer as Claudia, and Barry Bostwick as Arthur. Troy Byer, that's an interesting name for a woman. And Barry Bostwick, I always think of him as um, the boss from Spin City. Hmm. Which I don't know if he used to watch that show, but I didn't. Paramount. Nope. And it wasn't until like a couple of years ago that I realized that Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller was in it. <laughs> he was like the super pervy guy. Yeah. All right. Um, I think this is the second time I've seen Weekend at Bernie's. This <laughs> was a first. Yeah. 
<laughs> really the most I knew about it was from the um How I Met Your Mother episode. <laughs> where where Barney talks about doing a weekend at Barney's scheme to try to pick up women. And then he uh talks about weekend at Barney's too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well that sure there's that a Seinfeld episode too where Elaine um took a recommendation from like a movie store person to rent weekend at bernie's too and she's just sitting in her bed and she's screaming at the tv like he's dead you idiots (laughs) (sighs) well that could have been your reaction to this movie entirely because there was a lot of things that could have made you yell at the tv for this one Yeah, it's it's not definitely not as good as the first one. I mean, the first one was one of those movies where it's like it's so dumb that it's funny, mm-hmm. and it was a kind of a surprise hit. I think uh, it definitely a movie that did not need did not did not need a sequel. <laughs> uh, there was no reason this movie needed a sequel, and my brother and I used to always joke about it. Say, "Weekend at Bernie's Two, something smells funny," right? <laughs> Because well, they even kind of address that in the movie, but it's quickly thrown away. Um, and also, like, okay, so the first movie, it's like Larry <laughs> and Richard go to Bernie's um, lake house, mm-hmm. and then, or like, I guess, beachfront, ocean front house, and Bernie dies, and uh, he's Larry been murdered. Basically, just like carry him around. Yeah. So the the whole time, it's like, how are they going to get out of this stuff? And it's like, oh, they find different ways, like you know, attaching their hand to his hand, got a thing, and making him wave and do doofy stuff like that. It, it just worked. It seemed like because it was so ridiculous, <clears throat> and there was genuine like tension and stuff. Like, how are they going to get out of this? Where this one, it's like, how are they going to? get Bernie to start moving oh well there's like a voodoo curse on him and it makes him walk anytime he hears music yeah well which is just beyond stupid do we have usually we go what's good what's great what's bad like do we have anything for what's good or great really I do okay let's start off with that kind of something I had to sit and think about a little bit (laughs) so man what's good I thought Andrew McCarthy was good again as yeah, Larry. I, I mean, Larry, um, Larry and Richard were still, still Larry and Richard. Yeah, you could totally give him that. Yeah, I would say both of them did a pretty good job. I mean, they didn't overdo it. They did enough to make you think of the first movie. And I don't know. this. You know, the, this movie doesn't lend itself to being as good as the first one. I mean, you kind of get that with sequels anyway. There's usually a slide down. And I thought they did a pretty decent job for what they were given. So I'll give it that. Um, I do have something for what's great. And I have Terry Kaiser's physical comedy in this movie. Okay. <laughs> it's playing Bernie. Because I, I started thinking about it during this. I'm like, how difficult would it be to play like an animated corpse that's activated by music? <laughs> walking around and he's like you know flopping around and everything the music stops and just hits the ground (laughs) like i thought he did a really good job and it was believable for how absurd it is though um yeah he did a great job in the first movie too but i feel like this one 
lent itself to having more like ability to make the role work. Yeah, well, in the first one, he was just a dead corpse. In this one, he was an animated dead corpse. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I can give, I can definitely give you that. He, he did a really good job um, for portraying that. So I, I would give it that credit for that one element being great. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I had for anything positive. <laughs> like, I don't think this movie's completely horrible, but. There's definitely more negative stuff in this than there is for positive. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So I guess things that were bad. I have the plot is completely absurd. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. the original one was too, but well, at least it, it was based in reality. Yeah, I mean, like, unless you're going to Google, which Google wasn't around at the time of this movie, um, how long a dead body could last like that it's in the realm of reality you know two guys carrying around a dead body for what a day and a half or something like that yeah but this one is just absolutely ridiculous like it takes place right after the first one so i mean bernie would be quote-unquote fresher (laughs) but still like rigor mortis has to kick in yes it has to kick in he has to start looking bad I mean, um, there are other things, too, where his body basically gets obliterated, where he gets dropping on his head and all these other things. Like, he'd at least be <laughs> bruising. But also, like, there were several different elements that they decided to introduce and then they, like, took away. And then just so many stupid things that didn't make sense. And so... I don't know the best linear way to put these together, but somehow the cartel that Bernie was associated with felt the need to work with a voodoo woman, which like, why does that even make sense? Yeah. So first of all, that, that just seems bizarre. But then besides that, it turns out Luckily, that that same voodoo woman is on the Virgin Islands or whatever island, St. Thomas Island or whatever it was, where Larry and Richard have to go to access Bernie's bank. Just so ironically. Yeah. Which is absolutely stupid, ridiculous. (laughs) And then the, the one part that really made me mad that just I, I I don't even know how to explain it, but they got into Bernie's lockbox, safety yep. deposit box. That's what it was called. And it was a big box and they open it up and all that's in it is a piece of paper with a map on it. And they have no idea what it means. Mm-hmm. And so they give it to Claudia and she's like, oh, it's like some kind of voodoo map kind of thing. I'll go show my dad and I can, you know, talk to you guys like in an hour or so. The map does not get mentioned a single time after that. No. Like they just completely forgo it. Like they don't need it. And that's how I feel like several elements of this movie happened. Like, for instance, there was at one point where it's just like, oh, well, we have to have Bernie. Like to be able to do this, we have to have Bernie. And then it's like, oh, well, we don't really have to have Bernie. 
um, to be able to access his safety deposit box. And then it's like, oh, we have to have Bernie to find the treasure. Oh, we don't really need him. There's a map. Oh, well, never mind the map. We have to have Bernie. And it's <laughs> yeah, just the movie's like, a mess, in other words. Oh, man, it was such a mess. Now, now, don't get me wrong. This this was totally, if you watch the first one and you like the, like the first one, this one mimics it to a certain degree on going this on the same type of comedic playfulness and everything but it wasn't it wasn't coherent it was like a jumbled mess which just made it difficult to kind of trudge through because it almost felt like different parts of the movie were different skits yeah they were loosely sewn together Mm -hmm. i would agree with that uh, so I googled it. It approximately takes two hours for rigor mortis to start um, sinking in. Dang. And it takes between six and eight for it to fully like set in. And then it stays for 12 hours. Man. And then it goes away. Oh, really? So at, at one point, Bernie would just be <laughs> like a two by four. <laughs> but then he, he would easily start decomposing. Yeah, when does when does that start happening? I have no idea. The FBI is probably watching me right now. <laughs> Here we go. When does the body begin to decompose at? Twenty four to seventy two hours. Okay. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely towards the end of the first movie, and definitely in this movie, would the body begin decomposing? Yeah, it starts to blow first, and. Uh, blood containing foam leaks from the nose and the mouth. It should have a weekend at Bernie's three and like have it set like in current time where Larry and uh, Richard are just carrying around Bernie's bones <laughs> <laughs> and everybody still thinks he's alive. Just go completely absurd with it. No, actually, it would be kind of funny to make a weekend of Bernie's like contemporary style where they basically have to try to convince people that Bernie's alive, but they don't do it like they did in the original movie. They do it mostly through like faking on social media and videos and deep faking. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be kind of funny where Bernie's like a. Um, like an Internet celebrity. <laughs> So, yeah, something they have like to make it look like he's like an Instagram star or something like that, and they have to like keep his keep his facade going that he's still alive. So they have to do like poses and stuff with him. <laughs> yes, they have to make social media posts and everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude, that's a great movie right there. <laughs> we get at Bernie's remake. Yes, I, I, I. Uh, that would be a million times better than this movie. That's for sure. You could have it starring. Um, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. <laughs> I automatically, my mind automatically went to to um, the Franco brothers. <laughs> yeah, that would be good too. Uh, or, I was just thinking Jonah and Channing because of Twenty One Jump Street and how good they were together in that. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, Will Ferrell and um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley, thank you. <laughs> They could make anything good. That's true. Oh, they should totally. Oh, my gosh. Step Brothers 2. Oh, no, no, that wouldn't work, really. But where they have to fake that his dad's still alive for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) 
because uh, he yeah. he would be a funny guy to have as a corpse. Yeah, but he wouldn't be a social mm. media influencer or anything. See, you could um do all black cast and have it be like The Rock and Kevin Hart <laughs> as yeah. as Larry and Richard, <laughs> and a cameo by Shaq. And then Samuel L. Jackson's the body or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, if you ask Samuel L. Jackson, you gotta have Yeah, him. it's a waste. That's Samuel that's Jackson. just a waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And oh. this is a lot more entertaining than talking about the movie. Or watching that is the movie, true. that's for sure. Um okay, so other than the plot being absurd, I have that it's essentially just the same movie, except um there's voodoo that makes Bernie move by himself and they're looking for treasure. Yeah. And I mean, what were you really going to do with a sequel to Weekend at Bernie's? And that comes back to this movie didn't need a sequel. No, it most certainly did not. Yeah, they... I don't know. I mean, the the two voodoo guys, the guys who were trying to find Bernie in the first place, yeah. I was so weird. It just seems so pointless. Like cuz they were they were originally going to be taking Bernie to the island anyways. Yeah. So, I don't know, that was another thing with the plot where it just was super confusing. Yeah. I don't think um they put too much thought into it. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like no. at all. Uh, so the part with like they talk about the smell, they're like, "Oh my gosh, it smells so horrible!" <laughs> and then he realizes Bernie, so they shove him in like a a mini fridge. Mm-hmm. Like even being in that, he's still gonna decay pretty badly. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I guess. We're not going factual when we're making Weekend at Bernie's 2 here. Yeah. No, and also, I love how um, uh, basically, uh, oh, what's his name? I got to find his name. Uh, Arthur Barry Boswick. Yeah. Uh, His character was basically the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, his character was also pointless. Yeah, it was pretty There was really no reason for him to even exist. Nope, he didn't really add anything. Like, well, how long was this movie anyways? Like an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. So really, honestly, I think that he and the two voodoo guys were basically just in there because they needed to add more time and more content. Yeah. But personally, I think they could have done more and filled up the time without adding so many useless characters. Like if they did one or the other, if they added the two voodoo guys and not Arthur the investigator or vice versa, I think it would have been a lot better. Because at one yeah. point, too, they were skipping between so many people. I was like getting annoyed more than anything. <laughs> You're like, this is Weekend at Bernie's, too. I shouldn't be getting confused. <clears throat> um, I guess memorable scenes? I had a hard time coming up with really anything. I thought the conga line thing was probably the funniest part. 
Yeah, that's my they're playing the music and Bernie's like doing his staggering walk and everybody thinks he's like starting a conga line. <laughs> so they grab onto him and he's <laughs> it's just so ridiculous and dumb, like and that's probably the most iconic part of this movie is the camera's like behind a bush and the music starts playing and all of a sudden Bernie just rises up and starts walking. <laughs> Like, and that's the part that they uh, ripped off and How I Met Your Mother with Weekend at Barney's, too. Oh, yeah. Now, actually, uh, so, yeah, that's where my mind went for the first uh, most memorable part, too. Outside of that, not too much. But was it basically any time that he heard music that he danced, or was it specifically kind of like that island voodoo-type music? No, it was any time he heard music. Oh, that's... Seems really dumb. Yeah. Oh, also, um, I don't know if this would fit in memorable scenes, but maybe most ridiculous type scenes is when he was pulling the wagon. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, we we were so far beyond the realm of reality anyways at that point. I was just like, whatever do do what I, I mean at that point he had the spear thing through his head which everybody <laughs> that was knows had where the harpoon went through his head yeah which everybody knows that that kills a zombie so that should have outdone the voodoo thing right there so another fallacy from this movie <laughs> <sighs> yeah if you want proof of that then watch um zombie 2 because they're voodoo zombies oh really yeah i believe if i remember right Nice. <clears throat> oh yeah those were the two things i had that were really memorable or things i thought were funny um when they're underwater and he shoots a harpoon in his head they're just like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh oops yeah oh gosh um i guess weird things how about the intro oh yeah the the animated intro it made me think of christmas vacation it made me think of the Pink Panther. I think the Pink yeah, that Panther too. does that. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah, no. Was, I, it, was I, that really necessary? Because I don't remember that happening in the first movie. I feel like they wasted a decent chunk of the budget for that intro. Probably. And they probably had it just to fill up time. Yeah. Like, we really got nothing for this movie. We got to fill out some time. Oh. Add some pointless characters in an animated intro. Speaking of, like, going back to bad things in the plot and everything, what the heck was up with Claudia's character anyways? She was boring. Well, first, uh, Larry was interested in her. And then she almost gets attached to Richard. Yeah. Because he's being nice to her, and then Richard's dying, and so then Claudia's trying to help out to keep Richard alive. And then she's just totally gone yeah only learn that larry's a virgin too oh yeah that was uh that was kind of a funny little twist there but didn't really yeah. add anything <laughs> right there was really no no payoff for that too much no oh man i don't really have much else to say about this movie it was <laughs> it was really tough to come up with much for it because it's just kind of as the kids would say, mid. <laughs> <laughs> mid. 
No, like I don't, it was, you know, man, I don't know what the greatest comparison would be, but you could maybe chalk this up to like, you watch Weekend of Bernie's first one. It was good. You know, it's nothing overly amazing and everything. And so it's kind of like Friday the 13th. And then they make another one. Not that I'm not calling out the second one, but like they make one later on down the line and they just don't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Like, like part call five. It, call it Jason X, <laughs> call it whatever you want to, part five, which whichever one. And you're just kind of like, man, that totally missed the mark. Yeah. We're just like, oh, let's just make another movie and throw some people in there for a body count. But yeah, that's basically how much thought was put into this too. Where it's like, you know, the first one was surprising and really did really well. So let's make another one. Like, these guys are carrying around a corpse. How's that going to work? I don't know. Just make it happen. Yeah. Uh, well, I got some trivia and facts. Let's hear Remember it. to share those? Do it. I don't have a whole lot for this. So actually, in 2016, a third film was announced. Uh, the Weekend at Bernie's 3, The Corpse Awakens. Oh my God. Uh, the production did not get past the development stage, but the script is readily available online and is a firm favorite of fan table reads. Oh my gosh. Which I'm going to have to look that up and see how terrible it is. Uh, according to Barry Boswick's Q&A session at Spooky Empire Horror Convention in May 2021, he said that a completely different actress was cast as Claudia. But unfortunately, she suffered a mental breakdown two weeks into filming, uh, causing production to cast Troy um, Byer at a moment's notice, and the reshoots were made. Oh, man. He didn't say yeah. who it was? No. Hmm. Must not have been anyone important. So this is Gary Dorden's first film. He would later on go to star as Warwick in CSI. Yeah, I... um. I was looking at the list and I saw him on there and I was like, oh, hey, I recognize him. Uh, so I don't think, do they ever really fully say exactly where they are? But I don't know. But it was, this was filmed in the Virgin Islands. Okay. They said something about St. Thomas Island or something. I don't even okay. know if that's a real island or. Yeah. I know there's a St. Thomas, but I don't know. I guess I didn't pay attention to where they said they were at. Uh, so the Bernie dummy that was used in the film had been on display for the film's debut shortly before the L.A. riots outbreak, and it was ended up robbed of its painter's hat and the $400 sunglasses it had on it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, inspired by the m movement of Bernie, a style of dance was created called Moving Like Bernie in the mid-2000s. <laughs> and I, I remember when that came out. Because there was, like, YouTube videos of people doing it. Oh, I, I was not aware of that. Yeah. And the last thing I got is this movie had a $7 million budget and it made $12 million in the box office. What? So, yeah. Not very, not extremely successful, but it made its budget back. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It didn't deserve it. <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, so wait, what was the name of the the Weekend at Bernie's three? What was the tagline again? <laughs> the Corpse Awakens. Dude, like 
the only way I feel like they could or should make that movie is if basically there's a zombie apocalypse and Larry and Richard are, you know, still friends somehow. Yeah. And the corpse of Bernie comes back and like is their ally as they try to fight against all the other zombies. <laughs> that would actually be pretty good. Like that, a, make a horror comedy out of it. Right. Kind of like, like that, Shaun of the Dead. Exactly. That's the only thing that my mind goes to where I think that could be any somewhat successful. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so did you notice the name of the production designer? No. I noticed this in the opening credits. It just popped up. Um, his name is Michael Bolton. Oh, dude, no, I did see that because I thought he was going to be in the movie. I, I just, <laughs> I just, yeah, all of a sudden I saw the, the, the names pop up and I saw Michael Bolton and I was like, oh, maybe he's like uh, performing at the resort or something when that comes up. And I totally forgot about it. No, he was the production designer and it's not that Michael Bolton. And it just made me think of Office Space. <laughs> who heard that guy was probably thinking, you know, this name wasn't so bad and until like the early 90s when that no talent ass clown started singing terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Uh, did you know that the singer Michael Bolton used to be in a hair band? Uh, yes, I think we talked about that. Yeah, in like the early 80s and then like his first album that he did solo was um, kind of like hard rock. Nice. Like, there's even a music video. The song is called "Everybody's Crazy," and it's completely different from any other Michael Bolton stuff you've ever heard. Oh gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> so I guess grades. Grades. Uh, I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Uh, four point nine for wait, no. 3.5 for oh, you were so close it was a 4.8 oh crap really yeah i got i start i look i always have the list in front of me so i'm i kind of like look at what other movies were rated and i was like uh so dang it so the decaying festering tomatoes that are bernie's body <laughs> what do you think those are um for critic let's go with uh 20 10 <laughs> 10 ooh um audience 15 41 oh hmm. yeah kind of wow, a little surprised that is a better rating than rocky 5 that is ridiculous rocky 5 is a way better movie than this absolutely no doubt maybe cuz this movie just kind of leaned into the ridiculousness i can see it being a cult movie yeah i wonder if um, Roger Ebert reviewed this movie. <laughs> um, the the ten percent critic score is the same as No Holds Barred. If that uh, makes you feel any better about it, no, No Holds Barred's better <laughs> because it's even more ridiculous. It embraces it. Oh man! Uh, well, you want me to do migraine? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely no weekend at Bernie's one. And I don't think anyone's going to be too surprised when I don't come back with very positive grade. Man, I am. Mm. 
it's been a while since I've done a really low. When was the last one that we did a really low? Santa with muscles. That was a pretty, pretty low one for, for yeah. us. Um, man, I don't know. Santa Cone Muscolos. I just, I do not want to watch this movie again. It was, it was, see, if it was funny enough that it's just like, okay, I can take it in its pieces and just appreciate it for its comedy, I could watch it again. But it's not. Like, there was no part of it where I was just, like, laughing because it was so creative and well done, just like a specific scene or a specific joke. It felt like, as you said, just rehashing the first movie in slightly different ways. And so there was nothing at all to walk away from it impressed or inclined to watch it again. So because of that, and because the comedy fell as short as it did, I'm giving it a 1.5. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, you know, it's kind of ironic. The day that we're recording this marks the 35th or 34th anniversary of the first work at Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that because Jonathan Silverman, who played Richard, actually tweeted it out. Oh, <laughs> it says, nice. apparently, this little movie turned 34 years old today. And yeah. I commented on it. I was like, oh, that's funny, because we're re- reviewing uh, part two on our podcast this week, and he liked my tweet. Oh, he didn't say I'm sorry? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I wanted to be like, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> I should be like, give me my money back. You didn't spend any money. Give me more money. Give me money, though. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't spend any money on this, but give me my money back. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your grade? Uh, I'm right around the same spot with you. I, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. It's not a good movie, but it was entertaining in times. So I gave it a two out of five. Okay. I mean, it's still not a glowing praise. Uh, like I said, it was just kind of a dull movie. I feel like it was. It would have been really difficult to write a sequel for Weekend at Bernie's, but I feel like they could have done a little bit better job. Yeah, I gave, and like, I kind of like the idea of having a third one where um, it's a zombie movie. Yeah, right. And like Bernie shows up and he looks freaking horrible. Yeah, but like he just- helps. Richard and Larry out. <laughs> utter utter ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um I I like I said, when I'm at this stage and everything, we're talking about grades and whatnot, I have our list pulled up and I gave Hope Floats a two last week, and I felt like this movie was not as good. Like, even though I didn't have great things to say about Hope Floats, I did not feel like this movie deserved to be ranked as high as Hope Floats. <laughs> So that's why yeah. it dropped to 1.5. Yeah, I get that. I don't ever look back at my grades. I just kind of go with gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. About as planned out. No, I, um, so, like sometimes when I watch the movie, I, I have a very clear feeling. But when we're recording, I'm kind of sitting here and I'm kind of like, uh, you know, try to keep things relative and whatnot. So. Yeah. It is uh, pretty interesting to look back at our ratings, though, on different things. Rock. 
Oh, I, actually, wait. On that part, I was going to... I think we both rated uh, the first one um, 4.5, just for... Yeah, that's it. That's pretty solid still. Oh. Well, I can tell you next week is going to be a lot better. And um, after the last couple movies we watched, it's going to mm-hmm. seem even better. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Now and Then, which is a 1990s coming-of-age movie with an all-female cast. I don't know anything about this, honestly. So It's got a really good cast. Um, you think of, like, The Sandlot mixed with like stand by me except it's all girls because it takes place in like the 60s or something like that like the late 60s okay yeah but yeah it's one of my wife's favorite movies and it's but the whole story takes place in the summer so i felt like it fit the summer month pretty good but yeah it's always a fun one to watch i remember watching it as a kid too on tv it looks familiar, but I don't think I know anything about it. Yeah. It's, I tell you, it's a lot better than Weekend at Bernie's, too. Well, that's good. But, yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, go back and listen to our episode we did on Weekend at Bernie's 1, which, if I was a better podcaster, I'd know which number episode that was. But, yeah. much. Oh crap! No, I just better reviews for that movie than we did for this one. Hold on, I got it. It is episode one hundred and seven. All right, boom. Man, that was over a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that long. Nope. Gosh. But uh, yeah, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, leave us a review. I haven't checked the reviews in a while, so maybe some of you've been doing it, and I'm just falling behind. But uh, leave a review, and I'll mention it on the show. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, we have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have a YouTube. We have a TikTok. And we now have an Instagram. I set that up the other day. Dun, dun, so dun. you can possibly be our first follower. Because <laughs> I don't know if we even have any yet. <laughs> but, yeah, check us out on all the social media. And come back next week we'll be continuing on with our summer theme month we're going to be talking about now and then until then as always be kind and rewind